Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Elise with the assist. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod cast. Joined on the line today by Joey Stats. I don't know. I haven't told you this yet, Joey, but I watch what you post and I, I listen to what you say because you come on the show and you are like a, you are a wealth of knowledge. You Thank can you. regurgitate stats and you point out nuances that most of us do not see. Most people that come on the show, they get a nickname. Joey Stats, what do you think? I like it. Good. I was going to go with Statman, but I was like, no. <laughs> Joey Stats, you did, I'm back on the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it gives me that, like, I don't know, but now, like, I'm looking like your last name's Chabala, but now that I call you Joey Stats, you instantly became a slightly overweight, middle aged Italian man in a tracksuit. That is my future, so. I mean, what better future than hanging outside of a deli all day in a tracksuit and occasionally murdering somebody? Sounds like a good future to me. I, I think somewhere that's the American dream. Maybe Sicily or Palermo. But how have you been, dude? It's been a it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been all right. Well, under the weather right now, but I'm I'm getting through. I'm fucking happy you uh popped up and jumped on. It was it was nice. I didn't do one with a guest last week. I just uh did we win last weekend? We did, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Man, I don't know what happened to me last weekend. Oh, I was probably ecstatic from actually winning a game on the road, which seems to be seems to be what we're able to do now. But at home, we struggle. So Joe has been sick. Here we go. Topic one. Naga out. Where do you stand? Uh, I'm st- Still Naga in, even though I'm getting worried about it. Still Naga in, though. How come? Just because I like to give coaches a chance. How, I don't, how, I, I don't how, like a revolving door of coaches. How long would you have given Tab Ramos? Uh, I think Tab Ramos has got the, the time he needs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you think Wilmer deserved to be sacked back in the day? Yeah, probably. I was, I kind of liked Wilmer. He was, he's a praise pragmatic with his interviews. He's kind of a dick in the press conferences, but I enjoyed him. He also had a lot better players. You know, could you, I mean, if we had at least Kyoto and Minotus up top right now. Well, yeah. That was a Matt Jordan finally was able to pull something together. Matt Jordan won an open cup. No other Dynamo GM has ever done that. So we have a first with Maddie. So what do you think about this? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm against it. I'm not, I'm Naga in keep them. I, I understand like the, uh, the main points of the lineup that people are, are quoting and how he is now quote, like blaming the players, throwing them under the bus. And I take that kind of two ways. I think when he talks about the intensity, which he said after uh, Minnesota, we didn't come out with, uh, what would he say? Pressure at intensity? Do you remember what he said? Intensity, I think. I, I thought we did. 
Did I miss something? Like the Jew? I mean, I the intensity was there. I just think it was the wrong game plan. So, what was wrong with the game plan? I'm, I'm curious. Like, I, I, I have my opinion. And I want to know yours too. Well, it was pretty evident from the start that 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 they were going to sit back because they didn't have Reynoso. That they were going to sit back and let them attack us and play us on the break, and we played right into it. You know, we pushed the fullbacks up high. We played very wide, just like they wanted us to play. And they caught the fullbacks out of position, hit us on the counter twice, scored two goals, and that was it. I think, I, I, I think we should have. I think we should have subbed out Coco very early into that game. Really, I thought I he th- played tremendously in that game. I really did. At least in the first half, man, he was all over. He was here. He was there. He was every fucking where. He is everywhere, but he's so bad at breaking down a low block. He's so bad at it. See, I rewatched the game, and I noticed almost every time he would get the ball in like a good pocket of space, like top of the box, when they have that middle loaded up, he does one of two things. He passes it very slowly a yard over to HH, or he just takes a random shot. It's one of the two every time he gets so lost in that situation. Did you happen? Like, did you notice when you were looking at these parts you're talking about where the, the fullbacks were in relation to him? Like, were well, Lunkvist, they out Lunkvist wasn't out there. That's why they ended up subbing him because of the yellow card. That killed a lot of that game, I think. Because as soon as he gets that yellow card, he can't push up as high because, you know, he can't stop a counterattack and get another yellow card. And Junk was not as good. So I think that really killed a lot of our game plan. Yeah, Junk was like a, a log with legs. Yeah. That occasionally does good things. But he's been he's been all right. I mean, people blamed him for the second goal. It was a hell of a shot. I don't it was know. a good shot, but he, he should have shown him more to the outside. He showed him in he showed oh, him yeah. inside. He put him onto a strong in. foot. Yeah. He got yeah. Beat. He's not like he's not a who on our back line is actually pacey. Like, I know we've said Zeka, but you ever watch him try to uh, recover to defense? I've yeah, never not, seen him catch anybody. None of them None of them were that. I think teenage, teenage is decently quick for a center back. Well, dude, he's all legs. Go, go. <laughs> go, go, Zimbabwe legs. He fucking moves quick. Yeah. Out of strides. Pitt Parker, Parker is slow as balls. Is that first goal on Timmy? Not seeing yeah. the guy slip behind him? Yeah. Hey, have you noticed the right side of our lineup ratings wise? Because I'm not, I like stats too. I know some people say it doesn't tell the whole story. It doesn't, but it tells the story we don't see. Did you have you noticed how bad our right side is ratings wise? Oh, it's, it's awful. It's like a point lower than the left. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what they did. They forced us out, they forced us out right all game. You know, and typically one thing that was different is typically. And I'm going off of what I read. I'm not like going to recall the whole game. And I'm pretty sure I saw them flip sides. But Fafa in this game, according to what I've read, was on the right. And I know I saw him on the left as well. They switched him to the left towards the end of the game. Okay. So he played on the right-hand side this game. He typically plays on the left, doesn't he? Yeah. And so can we credit? Wait, were you saying something? Did I interrupt you? Well, he usually, he usually plays on the left or on the right when Thor is in the lineup. Right, right. 
so do we can we credit the performance of the left side with the forwards and midfielders on the left or do you think it's all teenage a lot of it is teenage because he he is such a good outlet ball and coco likes to pop up on the left side and coco just drives the ball forward in transition better than anyone and that's why I think our left-hand side in transition is super strong, but in possession, I think both sides just suck. They suck. See, I would I would credit the left side's ratings if it's either teenage to me or, and I'm saying this next one to aggravate folks, or Fafa. Because if you're looking at the rating of Fafa Pico week in, week out, season-wise, he's been very good the last two. I think they have an outlet they can get it to They complete because the, they, they can complete the pass to him. When we get down there, there's nothing to go on, but I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, talking about the wings is going to just help me delve into the negativity and pessimism surrounding the dynamo. Do you think it's, uh, I, I think, I, I just realized I'm asking you all the questions, I'm not even answering. I think, and I said this in my 15 minute post game one, I think that we are, we're creating a negativity, like a toxic environment because we're so pessimistic and we're so negative. And like we said at the start of the show, we talked about Naga out. Neither one of us are for it or down with it. But, uh, oh, there he is. I didn't see your hand up. Didn't you know, I've been here. Wesley was waiting for a while. I, I was confused. You guys started already. Yeah, I had my notes up. Well, we started at four. Yeah, I, was, I joined like at 4-4. Four, four, oh, four, four. man. All right, so before we start, how do I say <laughs> your name? How do I say your name? Pupas. Pupas. Yes. Joey, did you know that? I I figured. Oh, man. Sorry for uh, tagging you as Pupas. Yeah, I said it's it's the fonts, I guess. So Yeah, it's confusing. It's very confusing. So, yeah. um, You want me to go into detail, like, like about the name or? No. I mean, it means, what did they say? The jinxed ones? Yeah, so like basically, I had that name uh, on on Discord, like for like a uh, as a nickname when I, in an athletic server. So and people used to call me by that because that was just a nickname. So when I made a Twitter account, I just copied that, just put post, pasted it, and so yeah, just it's been that ever since. So so you're an Atletico fan. Yes. So you must love Hector. Um. Well, the, the season we won the league, a lot of us fans were really, really tired of him because, like, he when, he when he plays against big teams, he he doesn't perform. He perform like he's a he's a small game player. Like if he played against Elche, Ibar, like he he plays really well. But if you play him against Real Madrid, he played against Real Madrid in that season we won the league. The first game we played at the at their training center, uh, yeah, he played very poorly. And like he was one of the poor players on the on the field, so yeah, he's he's a ski. Yes, uh, we like his fans. We appreciate he's what he's done, but he was he was never like a big game player. And yes, he like he then like this seat last season when he played against Manchester United, he performed really well. Him and Kondogbia at the middle, they did very well. So we are very appreciative that he was able to to come out of his shell and perform really well against uh, Man United. Well, Man United are a small club like Arsenal, so that's probably hey. why he did so well. Well, it's, it's the Champions League, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, who doesn't look poor against Real Madrid? There's not many 
not many teams that look good against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, here we go, ma'am. We're talking about the negativity and pessimism on social media. Joey, we're going to go to you first. Do you think these players pay any attention to social media and the amount of shit that is spoken about them, the amount of negativity that is thrown their way? Do you think they pay any attention to them? And is it, is it, can it create or has it created a toxic environment here in Houston? Uh, they definitely see it. But I think I think definitely probably more of the older players are definitely more professional about it and don't let it get to them. I'm sure there's some younger players that probably does, but I don't think we could really blame that for a toxic environment with when it comes to the team performance. I think there probably is just a little bit of a toxic environment within the fans. But when the team doesn't make the playoffs for God, how many years? It's just, it's just what happens. What is it? It's uh, once in nine. Once in nine years. I think that's just playoffs. sports cultures in general. You see it with every sport. So, Pupas, uh, what about you? Do you think these players are seeing this stuff on social media? I mean, uh, the question would be, are all these players even on Twitter? That's the question. And uh, are they very active on on Twitter? And if so, are they even – are they, the people that who they follow and what they look at on Twitter, is it even soccer-related? And uh, I feel like they should be um, used to seeing like criticism because as a professional, you're going to get criticism. That's one thing that you see, like even the best players in the world, they get criticized. And I feel like a lot of players um, need to find a way to like um, say, try to stay away from that and uh, try to improve no matter what and try to prove the haters wrong in a way. But I don't think there's nothing wrong with fans criticizing players because that's just because the fans are fans you know they they have their takes they 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 support the team through thick and thin so they they're allowed to say what they want to say regarding the club but um yeah to answer your question i i I really don't know i don't know about the mls how the players are on on social media whether they're run by whether their accounts are run by even their account managers or anything so we have to put into that question as well whether the people that run their accounts are actually them or just their account managers social media managers my son just walked in what's up man (laughs) there's a pair on the table no go get a pair okay i'll be out there saying go lay down and bring it to you today he uh he asked me for bread it's my special needs kid he asked me for two slices of bread and he asked me for a pear and he made a pear sandwich. He put a whole pear in between two pieces of bread. He cracks me up, man. But dude, I, I think, I think these players do check social media. I know Fafa Pico does because he has liked things I've said because I'm, I'm, I'm a pro Fafa person anyway, but I know Fafa is out there. I know Zarek's out there because Zarek, Zarek got real. I know Memo is. Memo's active, yes. Yeah, Memo's active. Uh, Corey Baird is too, I believe. He follows me. Yeah. Um, his dad, his father, I think I've told you, his father follows me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm a dad, so I don't want to like talk bad about anybody's kid whose dad follows me. So I guess I'm pro-Baird. I'm to the point with the wing situation where if they brought Baird back, I'd be like, either we're taking a look because we're so bad or just... We've given up. It's one or the other. But I think they look at this stuff, man. I think 
if I'm looking and I'm seeing how quickly they're turning on Paulo and how quickly they're ignoring Pat Onstead as well. Uh, I'm asking the question, like, do I want to, do I want to go there? Is that why it took us $6 million to get Hector here? He's like, your Twitter sucks, Ted. Your, your tweeters are awful. Ted was like four and a half million. He's like higher. Have you seen Reddit? You're going to have to break sixes for this one, Ted Theodore. But the biggest question and the biggest concern everybody had about Paulo Nagamore is the lineups. And the question mark is why is Sebas Ferreira not starting? Now, I know I read somewhere that in a post-conference, press conference, he listed medical, personal, and fitness, like ad- adaptability to the league for Ferreira as the reason he's not starting. But I don't, I don't believe him. I don't believe him because somebody posted today the amount of touches Sebas has had compared to the amount of goals. He leads the team in goals, and he's had less touches than – quite a few players. So I don't think, I think it's a situation between Paulo and Sebas, like it was with tab and DQ to an extent. I don't think it's blown up at all to the re to the way it did with tab Ramos and DQ might've been out of shape last year. We really, we really don't know. But what about you? Pupas? Do, do you, is, was that your big thing? And do you think that Sebas is not starting because of uh, what Paulo said? Or do you think it's something different? It, it really depends, you know. I don't know why Sebas wouldn't start these games, especially he scored when he came on against San Jose. And to not put him start him against Minnesota United, it has to be some locker room issue there. I, I really don't think that Paolo is, sub, is not playing because of fitness issues or anything because Sebas has improved a lot when it comes to his fitness. Actually, in the beginning of the season, he was, he was probably worse when it comes to fitness and he would still start matches. And I feel like that's a complete nonsense, Paolo is saying. I think it's just something just to put it out there to the, to the press so they can write it down as the, as the reason. But it has, it has to be some locker room. He must have said something to him that to to not start him or maybe he just doesn't or maybe he just rates Thor more but it it really doesn't make sense to me why he's not starting i definitely don't rate thor over sebastian fred i mean I, based on stats alone it's it's not even close you look at thor's output and the performances of the team when sebas is there versus thor it's, it's night and day joe joe do you believe you believe paulo i know sebas is your uh, concern but do you think he's truthful probably in a way but i mean it has to it has to be a reason either fitness or some disagreement because there's no way it's a tactical thing no way especially in a game like this against a low block there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing there's people already calling him a bust but i know they've already there are people already calling him a bust he was a bad investment this doesn't look good by onstead a big signing and he missed that's insane that's I mean, he, was, he had 11 goal contributions in 20 games if anything if anything it's it's not even sebas's fault it's more paulo where he where he plays him and like he has to and like a lot of times in games like he's forced to drop back in the middle and try to play as a as a center forward when he's more of a target man striker. I don't blame it on 
Sebas, I play I'll probably blame it all on Paolo, what he's trying to where he's trying where he's making him play and how he wants him to play. I don't think it's on Sebas in particular. So the best the most effective four three three that I've seen played is Liverpool. Granted, they have world class players, but them utilizing the false nine with uh, Firmino and is it Jota? Jota? Yeah, Jota. Another name I can't say, right? That one works. You also have, you had Salah and Mane on the wings, you know, which is a little bit more frightening than Thor Lafour, Olferson, and Fabrice Jean Pico. Um, but yeah, I, I see him as more of a target man. And in order for that to be effective, we have to be able to cross the ball into the box. And wing wise, we know there's one that doesn't do that. And that's my boy Fafa. Thor can get it in, but we haven't had any really any service from the backs. What is Lundqvist is the only uh, he's the only back with an assist, left or right. Dorsey I think Zeka has, has one. Does he? Lundy has yeah, two, I think. Zeki Zeka is this assist the one against Orlando? I think he did. Yeah, it was. Lundqvist has like five one. assists. Has he got that many? Lundqvist has. Yeah, he has five. And he's to me, he's still just an above average MLS player. Yeah, I'm surprised he has five assists. I didn't know that, but he has five assists. Now, if you ever watch footage of him from back in Sweden, there's a couple like pretty impressive crosses and goals that he's put across. So he has he has the ability. It's just, you know, the league here is a little bit faster than Sweden. Do either one of you blame Pat Onstad for this right now? Poopus. How much of this blame is on Patrick? For what? What for what exactly? Everything that we're in right now. The the player situation. Sebastian Fernandez not quote, you know, panning out currently, having issues, the losing streak, the lack of I think Pat has done a lot for for how long he's been here. He's bought in a lot of players and he's got rid of a lot of players. So I don't think it's on Pat for the most part. I've actually seen something i don't know if you saw it uh, there was a report coming out of colombia that the dynamo has uh has agreed to sign quinones for 1.4 million that's the last topic that's the last topic oh. we got it we got it yeah so yeah i don't think it's on pat because pat has done he's done he's done a lot for, uh for how he's been here i think it's more on paulo than on pat and on the players i don't think that you can blame it on pat because pat has done a lot I didn't expect a lot. I didn't expect Pat to do this much. He did in the offseason, but he did. And I give him a lot of credit for that. So when I look at Onstad and I'm, I'm looking at the players he's brought in, and if I confuse any Onstad with Jordan selections, let me know. But I'm going to stick to this year. He's brought in Zeka, who defensively, according to a, a report that was out, has been very poor. And assist-wise, he has one, according to us. So Zeka hasn't really panned out. He's better than Dorsey. Up top, he brought in Tiago. Where is he? We know that one hasn't worked. Midfield, Ache Ache. That's a no-brainer. But after that, Steve Clark, who's been hot and cold, but he's had overall, he's played very well. And Daniel Steris. So he's really only brought in two upgrades. So I think when you look at Nagamura out, or if you say fire Paulo, he's not making the right choices. He was also picked by Onstad. Onstad hired him. And I don't, I don't know. He was not the first pick. We all know this. But we don't know if the other 
Do you know if the other coaches turned turned him down? Do you, any of y'all know this? Uh, it was, it was I know. No, no clue. clue. Yeah, we don't know if they they turned him down. They said if... that. Um, sorry, I just wanted to point this out because when Pat was asked about the the decision making, why he picked Paolo and all that, when he I think it was in that unraveling that day when they made the announcement and the, he was he came in the stadium and all that. Um, I think it was he he said that he they did interviews with different managers so of course that means he did interview with Lozano and Busatich and he felt like Paolo was the was the was the better choice out of all three of them uh, but there's, they probably did more interviews but you get what i'm saying he said that he was the best he was the best choice to lead the club forward yeah and it's i mean i trust in Onstead's instinct He's not going to hit 100% of the time. But even the moment Paulo was announced, there was already, already a sizable group that wasn't behind him. No experience. He's never coached a professional game. Nobody's ever coached a professional game until they've coached a professional game. I don't understand why, why, why we can't get past this. Like as, a, as a, a section of our fan base, the lunatic fringe. Nobody's ever been it until they are. So that's a stupid argument. I, I don't agree with that argument at all. But I think Pat has a portion of this blame. Some of it's on Paulo, some of it's on Pat. And to me, a lot of it's on the players. However, we're trying to make a spaghetti dinner with, you know, Jolly Ranchers and uh, Jasmine Rice. So it's, it's, not, it's not really panning out the way we want. Joe, who do you got for man of the match versus Minnesota? Uh, Memo. Oh, really? Well, Memo is yeah. your boy. You like Memo. Uh, I thought Memo killed it off the bench. He did look a little different. I would, I would agree. I think he was more suited to the way we should have played that game. I need to get you and uh, Sean on together and do a Memo-only show, the Memo show. <laughs> he, he hates Memo. He can't stand him. Hoopas, what about you? Who was your man of the match? Uh, I can't really name one because everyone everyone was like the same, you know? Like, I mean, if you if you would really want, like you could say, you could say Memo, you could say Fafa, but Fafa was, was like poor for most of the match, but then he got the goal. So you could put it, give it to him, and then you could give it to, I don't know, Maybe you could give it to Steve Clark because for most part, he didn't do anything wrong with those chances that were, that were shot at him. So I, I can't really give you an answer because there's like all of them basically played the same. Like no one really stood out as a man of a match player. And you should get into politics. That was a pretty good way to know to answer the question. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm picking Fafa just because he came back, he started, and when he starts, we play different. We are better. And he did score. Yes, he does some stuff. Yes, he's incapable of things. But, I mean, everybody is. I gave it to Fafa. You know what? I think I'm just doing this to get on people, like to get on people's nerves. Part of me thinks that I'm just so pro-Fafa because I want to be like – I, I don't know. I, I like sticking up for him. I think he's underappreciated and he's over critiqued. We know what he is, and he, but he is what he is very good, very well. 
he does what he does very well. So, Booba, since you couldn't answer the best player, who is your worst? Um, Tim Parker. Oh, yeah, why? How come? He, he um, yeah, was it, was it the, you know, the first goal, like, he, was, he wasn't tracking his man, left the man running behind him, and he couldn't, he, he wasn't able to, ch- to get back in time. He's, he's very, he's a very, he's not that very great of a defender, for being completely honest. He, he doesn't really do much for the team. He can, he can maybe pass out from the back, but he, he, did, he, he put one into like the first row. The PNC, the diagonal to, uh, was it to Lundy on the left that he booted out of bounds and then he came out. He got subbed out not long after that, I think. Did y'all see that? Same thing happened. Yeah, this game. Yeah. He made that pass to Teenage right out of bounds, got subbed out for Stairs right after. Wait, did I say, did I say San Jose? I think he did. I meant Minnesota. <laughs> I meant Minnesota. Yeah. I looked, I was like, what is it? It's like he didn't really even close. Uh, Joe, who do you have for worst player? <sighs> It's between either Thor or Coco. Ooh, how come? Well, Thor just didn't do anything. Like I forgot Thor was playing half that game. He was like he was non-existent. He had almost no he had almost no touches. Probably the best chance of the game is when Dorsey had the little step overs, little cross into Thor. Awful header. He was just terrible. And then Coco, as I said, Coco. Well, Coco was everywhere. His passing was really predictable. It was really slow. It allowed it allowed their defensive midfielders to really stay to keep their position because the passing was so slow from Coco. Yeah. Well, you know why Thor was so bad? It's it's because he's a striker who's playing out on the wing because we're that bad. If that was the case, then um, we were not playing with any striker that game. Because he wasn't playing as a striker, he was playing as left wing. And yeah, 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 yeah. Darwin was the and false we, nine. So we didn't, so that means we didn't start the game with no striker. We had no one playing at, at that number nine role. We were probably, probably DQ was was playing in that nine role. And he's he's very short for for to play in the nine role. So yeah, well, that's again, what we were talking about the uh, like Liverpool with Klopp. It works there, but it, it DQ is not a false nine. He's he's a ten. He's maybe maybe he could play on the wing too, like he has. But wasting wasting Sebas Ferreira on the bench for forty nine minutes, fifty nine minutes, and only have him come in and the game immediately changed. It just makes Paulo look bad. Which that was that was Paulo's worst decision. You have sat and benched your four point three million dollar striker for a multitude of games where we've we won one and then we we obviously played terrible in the others in favor of a formation that was never really the plan because i don't think a false nine four three three was ever the plan i mean i don't know i'm just an idiot behind a microphone but to me going into this that was his worst decision and that that was is what opened the door up for those people who weren't quite naga out to become Naga out. Joe, in the, the the Minnesota match, I don't want to say San Jose again. What was the worst decision Paulo made? Well, I think it was probably having him cross the ball so much. 
that was clearly part of the plan because we crossed the ball over 30 times. How many times did we connect? Look, we connected 15. Joey's stats. Yeah, that's not bad. Is that bad? Well, I mean, it was 41%. Oh, no. I mean, well, none of them were on, none of the shots ended up being on target except for Thor's. How is, how is it 30 crosses and 15 connected and 41%? Is, is Google messing up again? Uh, the stats I have here, it doesn't say how many we attempted. It just says we get, we had 15 accurate crosses and 40%. It was 41%. Okay. So that would be 30, like 35 or 35, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Well, Popus, worst decision by Paulo. There are many in this game, but if you're going to ask about the biggest one, it's probably going to have to be playing, uh, not playing Sebas Ferrer, like you said, because yeah, like Joey said, we crossed the ball so many times, which is something we've been doing so often throughout the season. And the only times where it's been successful is most of the time been when, when Sebas was able to latch onto the ball. Like one of the most memorable ones was when Seba scored that header against Orlando where Zeka just just crossed the ball into the box where he was just there with two defenders, got away from those two defenders, he had the ball, and it went in. And and like I said, he's a target man. So why are you, you going to be crossing the balls to all these players who are not target men? They're playing Thor who, as a winger, even though he's not a winger. And then you have Fafa who is – like fair play to him, he can head the ball. Like last season, he was the only one that was heading, he was heading things in the ball in the box, and um, DQ was just too short. So, and uh, and a lot of times DQ did get onto the ball, but it was just very off shots. So yeah, you have to play Sebas if you want to play this type of way because it's not working out. I also the crosses was not that good, great either. A lot of our crosses weren't able to even beat the first man. But, yeah, that's probably the worst decision, but there was a lot of other bad decisions in this game. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have said that the subbing in the, the center backs, why are we subbing in defenders? Well, because Tim Parker is on his OFP, own program. And because our wingbacks in this system should get tired. They should, be, uh, they should be rotated out. I couldn't believe. I understood Dorsey, like, you know, subbing in for Zeka and starting for Zeka. I can't believe that Lundqvist hasn't like sat out a, a real match since he's been fit. Junka hasn't gotten a start in a meaningful real MLS match, has he? I mean, U.S. Open Cup he started, but I don't yeah, think Junka started this season. Lundy's got to be on pace to, to have played the most percentage of games, like more than anybody else on the squad. You know, you talk about Fafa putting his head on things. He put his head on the Herrera's face. That was. That should have docked him at least like half a point in the ratings. That was uh, – whose stomach turned in that moment? Who just went, oh, man, this is, this is what was going to happen? Like that was a question for y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty worried. So You were worried about uh, Hector Herrera when you oh, got yeah. hit by Papa? Yeah, he opened up that gash. Yeah. yeah. That was just a stupid thing to happen because it's not like you hit the, the other player hit you. It was your own player, you know? Yeah, it's just lack of communication. 
I know Fafa's got to be a Fafa speaks Spanish. So if he does, there was sure multiple times in this game where um, there was multiple times in this game where there was like two people in that same spot uh, waiting to head the ball. Like you had that four chance where Fafa was right behind uh, Thor and Thor had the ball. And there was like other times as well. And, you know, it's lack of communication, you know, and we need to work on that along with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we're a, we're a long way off from uh, being a consistently good club. But Joey, did we make the playoffs this year? Uh, no. Oh, hopeless. I don't think we do. Hopeless. Do we make the playoffs? Um, I really wanted to say yes. Like, I'm not. I. When it comes to the dynamo, don't I don't want to be those people that say we we're not getting playoffs. But if we're being honest here, the way that we're playing, and of course the MLS is formatted the way where you're in it to win it. You're, you're you're always in it because you're playing against teams in the Eastern Conference who have no effect on your on your standings in the Western Conference. And if we're being honest here, we'll... you muted playoffs. Oh yeah. Wait, you muted yourself. You all... Oh yeah, sorry. So we're probably not gonna get plows the way that we're playing right now. And also the way and, and also the rest of the season we're playing most matches away. We only have like five home matches. The first half of the season was mostly home matches. And the fact that we're able to to make use of that just shows that we're probably not gonna make playoffs this year. I'm saying I'm saying we make the playoffs. We have been a dominant road team. I'm saying we make the playoffs because I think we can. There's five points separating us from a playoff position. I know it's just so brutal though. It is tough. We play Philadelphia. I know. So I know that's that that's a that's an L right there. I think we're gonna come home with a draw. I think we're gonna get a point. That'd be a very good result. They're they're very good. The East, uh the East, I think, is very good. I put it out there today that I think any of the top five teams in the East could beat any team in the West aside from LAFC. Because I think LAFC is just – and they just started playing together. LAFC should should mop the floor with everybody. But I think I think we're going to make the playoffs. And I think people are still going to hate Paulo Nagamora. But, Joey, is Paulo going to get a second? If we don't make the playoffs, like you're saying, if we miss the playoffs, we finish 11th. Paulo get a second season. Yeah, he probably does. I don't see why he wouldn't. Pat talked. Pat talked him up enough. Pat talked him up enough where you would think he'd give him at least a year, another year or two. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna get a second one. I think he has to. Otherwise, why would you want to come here? There's already a multitude of things working against us here as a city, as a club, not as a city. Aside from the Dynamo's lack of involvement with the uh, the community, which is starting to get better, but there's so many things that work against us. Like we don't really offer a big draw, like New York or LA. We don't have the best weather. It's hot as hell here. You know, we have good weather for what four months, eight. I don't know. We have decent weather half the year. Other than that, it's hot. So we don't offer anything huge. But if we fire them after a year. And I'm a coach looking at this position, thinking I'm not going to go there. All they do is just a revolving door. It's just three coaches and uh, 
four years. Poopus, what about you? Does Paulo get in the second season or will the Naga out people win? I hope he, I hope he doesn't get a second season, but it all depends on whether the, it really depends on, because I was talking to Victor Riza. Did you say doesn't? In his, in his status as a manager coming end of the season. And he said that he, he said that most, he will, he'll probably get, you'll probably not get sacked because he's, he's Pat's, he's Pat's guy. And the only way that he'll get sacked is if Ted Siegel, if he's pressured from Ted Siegel or the fans to make the sack, because one of the main reasons why Matt Jordan got, got the sack was because of the banner that the surge put out the Matt Jordan out poster and Ted Siegel saw that and, you know, he, he understood the fans' frustration and he made the decision. So it all depends on how how the fans are come the end of the season. If, if the vast majority of the fans are Naga out and they're very vocal about it, we could see him get, leave. But it, it really depends on how things are come the end of the season and how the fans feel and how Ted Siegel feels because he's invested a lot of money into this club and he and he doesn't want it to be wasted on a on a rookie manager yeah yeah but did you say he doesn't you hope he doesn't get a second season I missed that in the beginning yeah I, I don't I feel like if he doesn't get playoffs he should go oh wow yeah I because I, I remembered like this I think if you guys remember last season um I think around this time of the year, we were in a playoff position because even though we were tying matches, we were still in a playoff position to come this, this time of the year. And right now we're in 11th place and uh, it's not looking that great right now. So hopefully think- things change. I want the team to win. I don't want this. T- I want it to get playoffs. This year. I don't want our club to be, you know, I want us to get it right quick because I, as us fans, we're tired of hearing the same phrases every year about a process and everything. We want to see results on the field and we're not getting any right now. Yeah. Uh, do you think if Matt Jordan becomes like a criminal boss of the underworld, that one of his first targets will be the surge for costing him his job and use them? That'd be a good movie. Matt Jordan is yeah. 100% the equalizer. Part the only three. way I see it, I only only way I see is if Walsall gets gets moved, relocated to the MLS, and then then Walsall plays the Dynamo, and then it all kicks off there. What's is he involved with Walsall? Yeah, he's the he got the he got the job at Walsall. I think he's the technical director at Walsall. Oh, well. American oh, ownership Walsall. bought them. Ew. I think it's like Division Three team in England. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I've heard of the team. Their emblem is a, uh, it's like a black bird or a bird on something, if I'm not mistaken. Similar to Albion Hove, or Brighton, similar to Brighton, if I'm not mistaken, could be. Yeah, it is. Or maybe we should line up a friendly. Maybe the attendance would be better than fifteen thousand. I wasn't very happy to see that on the TV. Didn't look very good over there the other night. All right, Thor versus Fafa. Who's better? Pupus, you go first. Thor, I feel I feel like he does more. He's, I mean he he's a rookie player and he's and he's and he's doing very well for a rookie player, and I feel like he does 
more than what Fafa is because Fafa is a one-trick pony. He's all he has is pace, and then after that, um, when he gets when he's one-on-one with a defender, he he tries to outskill him and he fails miserably, and we lose the ball, and then they go the other way. And Thor, I feel like he does more on the ball. He's more skillful on the ball. He can cut inside, cut outside. He can maybe get a cross into the box if it's an if it's an in swinger. And I feel like he he does more for the team than Fafa does, because I feel like the only reason Paulo starts Fafa is just because when when the team when the when the, when the opposition plays a high line, and if Fafa and we get a ball to Fafa, he's one on one with the with the keeper, and like we have a chance of scoring. But usually when he's in a one v one situation, he misses. So I feel like Thor does more for the team than Fafa does. And especially the amount of chances Fafa gets, I think Thor is more. He does more with his chances than Fafa does, but doesn't mean like Thor is like such a great player. He's a rookie after all, so we shouldn't expect too much from him. But he's doing very well for a rookie. Well, I mean, we we, we live in the we need to win now mode, and I know that Thor has a higher upside. That's that's not a debate. I don't think Thor having a higher upside than Fafa. He does. He's twenty one years old. But uh, if we're going right now. Right now, are you still taking Thor? Yeah, I'm taking Thor. Did any of y'all catch how many big chances we had versus Minnesota, stat-wise? It was four, right? Who were they from? Anybody remember? Uh, Thor had that header. Thor had two. And he didn't convert either. I don't know. I don't hate Thor. It's just a on Thor thing that struck a nerve with me. <laughs> Taking it personal. Joey, who do you got, Thor or Fafa? Who's better? Um, can I say neither? I don't like either of them. That's the next question. I know you don't like either <laughs> That's the next question. I mean, God, they're both not great, and they both have really negatives with their roster spots, too, that I don't like. I don't like how Thor is an international I don't like how Fafa's making so much money, so they both are a detriment in that sense. I'm sure Fafa likes the amount of money he's making. Oh, for sure. If you I mean, I think... I think per goal, f- what is he at? A quarter of a million per goal right now? God, who knows? Those are good numbers. And Thor, definitely long-term, is probably better. I think right now, I think Fafa provides a little more to the team because he definitely tracks back better. Imagine if they and paid... He- oh, sorry, good. He provides that counterattacking threat. I mean, that's when we look our best is when we're playing really open games like like the Dallas game and Fafa could actually play like that. I think he provides a big asset in that sense, which could be really useful going forward with all the road games we have. So I think I go Fafa. Yeah, I think when he plays against his old clothes, he's a bit of a, uh, a chip on his shoulder. Uh, well, we play against Philadelphia. We play against Philadelphia, so yep. we'll see we if he if he tries to conjure something up. Maybe maybe he puts out one of his promos before the game. Slow feet don't eat. Puts out the compilation out. Tries to get the fans going. I want then, him to drop some more you know, songs. I like listening to him sing. I bet he's fun. Oh, wasn't it that anthem that he did for the MLS, like the Black History anthem or something? Oh, I've seen him yeah, do like was, uh, Tejano music. I think that's what it's called. Or yeah, is that what it's called? Tejano? It's like an island sound. He's Haitian. 
an American, but yeah, he's got a he's got a good little voice. He's cute. His voice is adorable. I like it. He yeah, so these I think he's the ambassador for like the Black History Anthem or whatever it was that he that was released like a I don't know, it was last month or or sometime before. I remember I saw it on the MLS uh, YouTube channel. You need to so, change yeah, the, uh, the battery in your fire alarm. The nine volt. Oh, you hear it? Is it, oh, yeah. is it me? A little chirp. It's got to be. Mine Mine are off. I unplugged mine. Fires are oh, invincible to fire. Fire can't hurt <laughs> me. I'm like Khaleesi. I can't wait to watch the new Game of Thrones show. But uh, I'm going to go Fafa as being better simply because we perform better record-wise when he plays. And even though Thor does things better than him, the one thing Fafa does well, he usually does better than most people on the pitch, and with that's run. I don't think anybody's going to catch him in a race. I wonder who – we're not very pacey to begin with, but who, who's our second fastest? Teenage? Dorsey. Dorsey? Dorsey. Dorsey's kind of quick. Yeah, Dorsey's pretty quick for anyone else on the team. Corey Baird's, Corey Baird's quick. He's lazy. Well, don't run that much. He's saving himself. Saving himself for uh, just had a baby. He's up late. I don't know if he has a kid or not, but I'm trying to think of excuses for him. Joey, are either one of them, Thor or Fafo, are either one good enough? Uh, no. I knew that was coming. No. Lucas, any, uh, either one of them good enough for you? I mean, Thor's young, so he can improve. Fafa, I think, is a lost cause at this point. We've seen we've seen the same story with him this season. I think last season he was the he was the better of the bunch, and he was able to thrive off. I think got like ten goals last season, and like everyone else was just playing garbage. So he was able to thrive off it. The being him, being all about him. But yeah, Thor can improve. He can. Definitely do if he can improve through because he's a rookie, but Fafa is a bit too old now, and there's a reason why he plays. He he plays for the Dynamo at this age. Yeah, he loves the humidity. If if I refer to Fafa as Fafa, the cultural MLS ambassador to the African American community, would you still call him a lost cause, or would that title change your mind? I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with with, with the. With the with the conformances on the field, so I'll still have to say no. Uh, what if his name what if it was Doctor? Doctor Pico. Uh, not really, no. No, that changes everything. I know, because then Joey can get Med- Medicare for free if he goes to yep. PNC on game nights. And they can deal with your illness. I wouldn't want Fafa as my doctor. I feel like he'd be in a rush. Or he'd uh He'd just be about to finish, and then he'd screw something up. Uh, I don't think either one's good enough. I I think Fafa is better than Thor, but I don't think either one is good enough to be a starting winger on an MLS-caliber team. I mean, an MLS Yeah, I I don't think Thor should be starting. I just feel like he can improve. He he should be like a bench player. But, I mean, Thor can start at this point because Pasher – I don't know what's going on with Pasher, but – He's not starting, so you have you're only left with with Fafa, Thor, Baird, but then you have like young players like Beto and Tiago, 
which who are not even on the roster at this Baird point. doesn't play either anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. Even, he's not on the bench, so in the reserves. Yeah, I just sent you uh, the thing with Tyler Pasher in the in the chat. Yeah, no, Baird is reserved. Tiago is missing. Um, this new guy who we're talking about, uh, Nelson. Can he's got like four names, but Nelson Quinones is what they're referring to him as in the press. Uh, the reported signing is $1.8 million where we, what is it? The place that the, the club is coming from retains 20% of his sell-on value. I think that's what I'm reading. And uh, this is to me, like me and Joey talked about it before we started recording. To me, signing a 19-year-old guy, kid, professional, with as many yellow cards as goal involvements in his career to me, it's like we're giving up on the season. And it's definitely one for the future. Like this, it's obvious with some of these signings, Avila, uh, Tiago, who's on a loan, I think, and this new one that, that we're looking at the future. But I, th- I think management's forgetting that there's a, a large contingent of us that have lost for so long. We want to win now. What do you, uh, if this comes to fruition, we sign Kinyonis, Joey. Is this a signing that you're like, you're happy with? You're excited? Because he's an international and we don't have any spots. So is he even going to play? Who are we moving out? Like, how do you feel? probably send Tiago back. Because Tiago's only on loan. You could easily just send him back. That's true. Yeah, that's good. Or just not register him and have him just play for Dyna Dose. But he doesn't even get starts for them. That's how bad he is. He was on the bench. He was on the bench the other day. Or yesterday, was it? Well, what's his name? Uh, Gitao. He's a U17 men's player now. Yeah. That was the dose. Looks like they got a, a couple of guys in there. They're going to be quality players in the future. It's a shame they're not ready now. Yeah. I really like LaFleur right now. When you say LaFleur, I think of Thor. Thor LaFleur. <laughs> LaFleur looks good. I think, I think Beto is really good. I, I want to get him, see him get some more opportunities with us. I like him. He came from uh, Austin Bold, so I'm uh, I'm always I'm always down with USL players to MLS pipeline. I think that only makes sense. But is this sign is the signing excite you though? Like, are you fired up about 1.8 million for Quinones? Uh, it's, it's more of just a wait and see signing. I mean, no one was hyped when Minotis was signed. I wasn't really even hyped when when like Kyoto was signed, and they went. It performed really well. So he's a player I know absolutely nothing about. So, yeah, there's not much on him. We'll see him play. He'll either be good or he'll suck. I'll reserve reserve my judgment until we see him play. Fair enough. Pupus, what about you? You excited about Nelson Quinones? When you invest this much of money into such a young player, you're going to have a lot of eyebrows on you because you can't. Like, let's be honest here. You should never be signing a, a 19-year-old for – I mean, I mean, unless it's like Real Madrid, PSG level, then, yeah, you're going to get a lot you – can, you can buy him for a bit – you'll probably buy, pay a bit more for him. But can buying Quinones for $1.8 million, that's, that's, that's a head-scratcher. I'm being it's honest. Bahamich money. Yeah, it's Bahamich money, exactly. And – you know, I feel like we could have used that money better because there's, a, I think there's a lot of American players that are better than Quinones and can, and, and that can perform at right now at this level, in time. So, 
I think this is. I hope it's not. I hope this is not going to be a scam worthy transfer, but it's hard to look at this and say, "Oh, this is going to be a good signing. This is this is a great signing by Pat Onstad. We know nothing about him. He only scored one goal in, in his professional career, and yeah, this this will probably this will probably not end up good if he doesn't get the ground running instantly." Because we we thought Tiago was going to be something when he came here because we gave him the number seven shirt, but now we bring in Quinones. He's nineteen, and I feel like we should we could we should get someone a bit more experienced, a bit more senior player like that can help us in the team right now because we're struggling on those wings as we are struggling for wingers at the moment, and yeah, like like, like I said, there's a lot of Americans out there that can perform right now, and we could have. Got him for got them for a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's a, it's a big price tag. You know, we we, we mentioned it's Bahamish money. I am not, and I, there's about ninety eight percent of the world will disagree with me. I am not at the point where I'm saying, let's give up on Bahamish. I'd like to see what happens when he's here with Nagamura, because he left before Paulo. Did you not? Hey, left before Paulo. Yeah, I I wonder if Nagamore, because say what you want about Paulo, he's gotten a tune out of a lot of players that we thought were garbage, and they are performing better. I'd be interested to see if he can get a tune out of Bahamish, because were that to happen, and you couple him with Quinones, you have two very young, opposite side of the field attacking players that play inverted, because Bahamich is left-footed, uh, that can play the spots you need. And in football manager, as we all know, Bahamich is a god. He is an absolute god. Poopas, you ever played Dynamo? I know me and Joey have talked about football manager. You ever play? Uh... I don't play football manager. I, I'm more of a career mode guy. Oh, I hate career mode. <laughs> I don't like it either. I get really bored. Yeah. Yeah, you can, I... get, you can get really bored of, of career mode because – you know, you get you get excited. You sign a player, then you just get used to the player. You get used to the team playing against the same teams, and then there's no roster rules. There's no Concacaf Champions League. Yeah, I mean, no I don't club play World like, Cup. Yeah. Well, actually, I have a mod that adds the Club World Cup to the to the game, and yeah. like licenses a few stuff. So yeah. If I was Pat Onstad, I w- I would sit the coach down in front of a computer and be like, one season as the dynamo coach go just with what we have. And that's, that's what I would base. That'd be part of my hiring process. You'd have to see. I, mean, I just started my new save. I'm seven games in. I think I'm six, six wins, one draw. I did the, uh, the promotion relegation one, which is set up like England with 24 MLS teams. And in the first year I ended up top. Well, I think I'm fifth or fourth overall. And I haven't really, I haven't been like quitting saves. Maybe like once or twice in the open in the in the cups because I needed to get to the round of sixteen. But yeah, uh, yeah I won one of the two, won one of the fucking tournaments. It was crazy. Uh, I only made one signing too so far, and I'm um, top of the league. I didn't really make the big ones until July. I stockpiled the team with and the stockpiled young free agents that were American just as depth, and then in that transfer window, two new wingers and a midfielder. Because uh, I'm in 2021, I don't have Herrera yet. I have to wait. So yeah, two new wingers and uh, just wait, Herrera, Herrera. There's a glitch where every, when Herrera comes, it, it releases him right away. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, I had to get the editor to fix that. Maybe football manager knows something we don't. All right, boys, listener questions. How many players? Aiden. Aiden says, how many players do you think stay for next season? Jesus. It's a tough one because there's a lot. Uh, let's do this. H- how many go? How many players do you think need to leave this team for next season? I'm going to start first because y'all can't see these. Give you time to think. I think Baird, Pasher, Memo, Fafa, Seren, Valentine, Parker, if we can, Steris. That's it. Nine. I think nine will go. So I think nine should go if we want to be, we can't replace nine, but there are nine pieces of, I guess you could say dead ish weight on the roster. Yeah. Joe, what well, about Zarek, you? Zarek definitely goes. I think one of the center backs has to go. I, th- I hopefully think it's Parker, but I think he'll, I don't think it'll be hard to move him. Uh, Nobody's paying those wages except for us. Yeah, exactly. No one wants to pay him like that. No. I don't – Seren expires after this year. I doubt we offer him a new contract. Uh, I think probably we move on from Darwin. I think I think Darwin deserves maybe one more year. But I think we do move off from him. Tiago, there's no shot he comes back. I forgot him. Baird and Fafa, I don't think they'll come back either. I think <sighs> – Earlier in the year, I would have said Pasher probably gets another year, but at this point, he hasn't came off the bench in a while either. I think he's probably gone. How many is that? Oh, I can't. I think I think we could see Michael Nelson leave too. Yeah, I wasn't. I just forget he's on the team. I think Xavier Valdez needs some needs some minutes. I think Clark could be a one and done. I do. I think he'll probably get two though. So how many people is that? Well, it's like seven gone, seven, eight. My numbers are close. Poopus, what about you? How many guys do you think are leaving? How many do you think I, I think or do I want? It depends want. on what power. Want. Oh, want. I want? Okay, so if I want, then yeah, we'll, I'll get into it. So let's start the defense. I'll go with, I think Tim Parker should should leave. Um, Dorsey as well. I think we should move on from these players. We should buy down teenage because we should not be putting putting a center back on a DP contract. So hopefully we'll sort that out in the offseason. Soren, Memo, Baird. I, I would keep Hasher because I, I think he's a good player off the bench. Um, Fafa. Um, yeah, Tiago, he's he'll, he'll probably leave. Um, am I missing anyone? I, w- I would keep. I would keep. I think. I think Vera would stay. Um, yeah. Did I miss anyone? Do you think I missed anyone? Uh, I, I said Saran. I said. I said everyone. To be honest. I think it's interesting. You said Dorsey. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. said Dorsey. So I how mean, many did I name? Then did, did I name like? Oh, Valentine, yeah, Valentine as well. I totally forgot Valentine. He's not even on the bench, so. So yeah, you, Valentine. You, you wouldn't well. want to keep Dorsey. I want to keep yeah. Dorsey. He's a, he's youngish. He's, I think he offers something good. Yeah, you, you're not high on Dorsey. Well, I mean, if if he's, he's a bit in and out, we're being honest, and 
I think we need to improve that right back position because a lot like if you you know because you're saying like Zeka he's they're not performing as well either, so we might as well get another right back to solidify that right back position because we're struggling there, especially with crosses. They're I not get rid of Zeka running. before Dorsey though. I think I would too. I mean, because Zeka he comes from a different league, you know, and he, I think, I think he has a good, um, he has a good bond with Nagamura. That's why he gets played a lot. And I think, and I think he, I think he'll come out. I think he'll do better because he's he's more experienced. He's he played in the national team at the Olympics, so I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on Zeka. I wouldn't I I, I wouldn't be I want I'm not like um I'm not Dorsey's not like. Valentin or Tim Parker level where I would sell him, but um, I think that we can we can do better in that right back right back position, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think we, think we touch our fullbacks. Not Lundy for sure. I mean, we can be better on the right, but I, I don't think we will. I don't think we will touch him. I think I think Zeka will eventually become a sub, or we keep Dorsey and move Zeka on eventually. But no, I, don't, I think the backs are going to stay like for sure. They've been a Lundy's been a real pleasant surprise. He's having, a, he's very quietly having a very good season. That's uh, that's nice to see, man, because he he really does play for the badge and he plays for the shirt. Like he strikes me as a, a he's born, he's been the captain, right? Hasn't he? Uh, he yeah, has captain. Yeah. yeah, he was captain most games this season before Herrera came. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I think he's a good presence to have around because every now and again, he's going to go in with a questionable yellow that could have been a red because his, his tackle on a Saturday night, I looked at it. I was like, Ooh, I saw it in real time. I was like, Oh no, here we go. Lundy doing Lundy stuff. Uh, next question. How many goals do you think our strikers end the season with? So considering the strikers we have are Sebas Ferreira and Thor, because he is a striker. Sebas is on seven, Thor is at four. I'm going to say they end the season in MLS with less than 20 combined. Poopus, what about you? Thor and Sebas combined, how many goals? Oh, he's back. Oh, my God. Ta! <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right, so, Poopus, where do you stand on Sebas and Thor? How many goals combined? Um, I think uh, Thor will get seven. I think he'll end the season with seven and Sebas probably get like 12, 11 and maybe just me. I think, I think Sebas goal should be 15. If he could get to 15 goals. I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I, I would, and I would like to see Beto pop in with one or two. Let's hope he can get on the bench first. Because yeah. He's not getting, he's not getting any time right now. He didn't offer a whole lot when we saw him. Like I know he's young and he's got an upside, but when he went in, he had a couple of good looks, he got, but he was he just got, dispossessed. I think he got two players sent off when he um when he was playing. He got uh, Roldan sent off, and he got that. Port. I think he, was it was it him that got that Portland players Portland player sent off in Portland. I don't, I don't know. I think it was him. I don't I'm know. Not sure. But yeah. Joey's stats. You don't know. I don't think he played against Portland. Did he? I don't remember. I think he did. Back. I think I think he came on as a sub. So nobody thinks Thor's getting the 10 goals? No. 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 Joey, did, 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 did y'all hear me say my part? No, he cut out right when he said it. All right. Well, then, hey, I don't think our strikers combined will end up with uh, more than 20. I think less than 20. Well, 
I think Thor ends up at seven. And I think that uh, here he is again. Lay in your bed. I'll bring it to you. Here we go. He just wants to be on. He just wants to be on. Uh, I think uh, Thor ends up with seven. And I think uh, Sebus ends with 11. Who said that? Was that you, Poopus? Same numbers? Or was that you, Joey? We both, we all we both, we both, yeah, we both said the same thing. Oh, wow. Awesome. Because I only heard like one of you. <laughs> well, Poopus, since you are now doing uh, some podcast ish, hosting Twitter spaces with Marlon, uh, go ahead and tell us about that real quick. This is your plug chance. Uh, yeah. Uh, at, at me and Marlon were the new hosts for the Twitter spaces post match. Twitter spaces on Twitter. You can follow us at someone seven one three. That's where that's where we host it. Uh, you can follow me at night seventy seven k on Twitter. And yeah, uh, hopefully I get to see more people on last 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 game post match reactions. Uh, we it was probably the it was probably the most people we had had like tw- around like twenty ish people in attendance. A lot of people came on and spoke. And hopefully I'll get to get some more media personnel on. Last last space we had Victor Riza on. Hopefully I'm gonna see if I can get some more people on. Yeah. So you pronounce his name Marlon. I've been calling him Marlon in my head the whole time. But we know how good I am with names. Dude. <laughs> it hasn't done this in forever. This is ridiculous. I hate when it does this. It just it just totally like turns me off to doing it. So your plug went well, I take it. Yeah, did you hear it or did you? Put yeah, it yeah, out? yeah. I got to the point uh, probably about thirty seconds ago, a minute ago. You were calling him Marlon. I've been calling Mar- him Marlon. I've been calling him Marlon. <laughs> I can't say any of these names correctly. I got Joey's right, Chabala. Yeah, I got that one right. Screwed up so many names. I got Quinones, right? It happens. But well, boys, after a uh, fantastic internet connection, we got to wrap it up. I got a kid over there yelling. He wants to eat bread. So I got to go feed him bread like a pigeon. Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.